0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, last weekend, we were chatting with Gordon Hoekstra, who was a journalist at the Vancouver Sun, about his work, his investigation into... Penalties and fines that have been levied by the B.C. Securities Commission, but a lack of action when it comes to actually collecting on those fines and how those who are found guilty often really don't face any repercussions at all. Well, in April, Gordon also wrote about a West Vancouver woman who had admitted in uh, to the B.C. Securities Commission that she had, in fact, raised about $30 million fraudulently from investors and it was all part of a ponzi scheme virginia tan agreed at the time to a three million dollar penalty as part of the settlement well joining me on the line now is peter doach he is one of the investors and peter thank you so much for joining us and for telling us your part of the story
1: good morning jill how are you
0: good morning i'm good how about you
1: Okay, thank you very
0: much. Uh, take us back because one of the the parts of these stories I think it's it's unbelievable when people hear that the penalties are so small and in many cases uh, the fines go unpaid and people tend to or it appears that people get away with doing this. But take us back to how you first got involved in this and were were brought in on this on this what turned out to be a Ponzi scheme. Yeah,
1: okay. <clears throat> Beginning in 2011, my wife inherited some money and we started to invest with Virginia Tan. Uh, Virginia issued, we issued a check and then Virginia issued us a promissory note to pay interest on a monthly base and would pay the principal back after six months or a year. And that worked for a while. At the end of 2015, the check started bouncing, and the whole house of cards collapsed. First of all, I have to admit, I felt so stupid and embarrassed. I mean, I'm a businessman. How can I ever file for something? But I did. Okay, so when that happened, I started legal procedures against the TANs, which are still before the court. When these things collapsed, another investor petitioned the TANs, that's Virginia TAN and her husband, Patrick, into bankruptcy. So far, so good. The trustee then was appointed and he called an investor conference. Many people came. I was surprised how many. And to my surprise, I learned that there were more than 170 investors in total. I had no idea. I thought it was very, very selectively only a few. Among them, four Catholic priests, students, retirees, newlywed couple all of them lost all of their money. Gee was Okay. At that meeting, I also met with a representative from the B.C. Security Commission, who was also there, and I told her briefly my story. I never heard from him back, but I heard from other investors that they were called in to give affidavits at the B.C. Security Commission about this whole thing.
0: And, and when you talk yeah. about it, too, the fact that uh, you mentioned the priests that uh, invested in this, uh, because I think people do, like you said, you're a businessman, you're you're a smart man, and how, how do people get swept up in these types of schemes? But here's somebody who actually went after, uh, recruited or looked for investors in her church, brought religion into it, and I would imagine came across as somebody who was your friend and who was offering something very good.
1: That's exactly how it is. I think she... She was very selective, and I only know that from other investors. She never told me personally, but she was very selective how she went around it, very cunning. To To her Catholic friends in church, she said, I only deal with Catholics. Only To others, she said, I only deal with business friends. And to me, she said, she is a banker, and she knows what she's doing. She uses all that money for factoring, and that she does it for 20 years. So she was very, very cunning how she did this. And, I mean, obviously 170 people fell for it. I mean, it's unbelievable, but that's what happened.
0: Did you ever feel, though, getting into this, that it was one of the situations where uh, it's too good to be true?
1: No, never. I should have. I I, I completely admit I told you I felt stupid and embarrassed. Yes, I should have. But I didn't. No. And (laughs) my only excuse is, well... Yeah.
0: But you're right. Like you said, 170 uh, other people, it's not uh, that also got got caught up in this. Uh, She has agreed to a $3 million penalty uh, as part of the settlement. Uh, Where do things stand now as far as you and the other investors?
1: Okay, well, let me just tell you that story because this is really where things go haywire. Okay, the BJ Security investigated her and, in the end, issued a settlement agreement. In this agreement, the V.C. Security Commission states that Virginia Tan committed fraud. And Virginia Tan accepted that she did so. And as a penalty, the V.C. Security slapped her with $3 million fine. Huh. Great! I thought, that's great. Now I go to the police and can press criminal charges against the fraudsters. Because before, when you go to the police... All they say, where's your evidence? Well, I claim that she ran the Ponzi scheme, but the police will, of course, say, Peter, that's not good enough. You need a little bit more. The information is there. The BC Security Commission has it in writing. So I thought, that's it. But not so. I learned that the BC Security Commission followed an internal administrative process. I think that's what they call it. And not a criminal process. And as such, no information gleaned from the agreement can be used in any other proceedings. I.e. the police says, listen, we won't listen. We don't look at that. This is unbelievable. Think about it. With this ruling, the fraudster completely gets off the hook. Completely. The fine needs to be paid only after all investors got their money back. Now, Jill, you just mentioned $30 I think it's over $40 million she frauded them. Okay? I think there's a higher chance that Martian land on Earth than that we find $40 million for the investors and then another $3 million for the BCS Security Commission. This is completely useless. The guy who got protected in this is neither the public nor the investors. Who got protected is the fraudster, is Virginia Ten.
0: And and which is also uh, what uh, when we were chatting with Gordon Hoekstra, and he's he's done a big a lot of investigating on this, and unfortunately, it doesn't appear that this is an isolated case.
1: No, well, I I read the article too, and I give uh, Gordon all the credit for looking into this. Somebody needs to look into this. Somebody from the legal justice department needs to look in and say, "Hey, listen, what's happening here?" What? I would you know. I got nowhere with the BC Security Commission. Why was it? acted as an administrative process. Why not from the very beginning as a criminal process? I have the affidavits of two investors who were asked by the BC Security Commission to provide evidence. Very clearly in there, it shows it's a Ponzi scheme. But why do they go the administrative way, de facto protecting the fraud stuff? What will you do next? I don't know what to do next. I mean, I'm waiting now. I don't know. I really, I don't. The police will not look into this unless we have evidence. I have evidence in writing from the BC Security Commission saying it is fraud. And she is penalized for it. But I cannot use that information. The only hope I have right now is that the trustee, who of course has even more information because he actually has the bank uh, uh, accounts and the bank data of the uh, Virginia 10 and Patrick 10, that he might do something. But again, there, when I asked the trustee, he says, you know, I'm bound by privacy. I cannot tell you anything. All right? So it's a catch-22. All
0: it really and, and even if would you like to see her go to jail? Because even if there was a criminal proceeding, uh, by looking at the settlement uh, where she says now that her only income is her Canada pension plan and uh, some other old age benefits, it doesn't seem. And like you said, uh, it's probably more likely that Martians will land than finding that forty million dollars. Uh, what what would make it? What kind of punishment would you like to see?
1: Okay, from my point of view, the justice needs to be served so that the. The public believes in the legal system. And the public and the legal system is not served well. And I have a lot of emails from people, investors, who say, I don't trust the legal system anymore. It is absolutely important that something happens with Virginia 10. And as far as I'm concerned, she should go to jail. People lost their livelihood. Two people, I understand from others, they tried to commit suicide. She she bamboozled elderly ladies into selling their house, get a mortgage on their house, get that money to Virginia because she get a better interest. That lady did this. Okay, she lost everything. Everything. She lives of old pension now and lives with a cousin in Victoria together. That's how bad it is. Now, what is the judgment I like? The judge has to decide that. But I surely hope it's jail. All and right. not only two years less one day where nothing happens at all. It's the same like with the $3 million fine. She will never, ever pay this. It's a
0: joke. Peter, we're going to have to leave it there. We're out of time. But I do want to follow up on this and see what happens next. And I do appreciate you sharing your story and, and, and giving us a face and a voice to the people who got caught up in this. Thank you so much. And we will follow up with you.
1: Thank you, Jill, and thank you for listening to it.
0: All the best. All right. Thank you. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music
1: and all podcast platforms.